Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. In the previous episode, we were talking a little bit about the concept of loyalty sweet spots. This is a very important concept because if you're just getting into the world of miles and points, or if you've been in that world for a little while, you have to realize that there are better ways and pretty bad ways to use your miles and points. In January, I talked a little bit about this on Travel Zork uh, with regard to business class award travel uh, from the United States to Europe. And one of the biggest issues are what we would, I mean, simplistically, we can call them taxes and fees on award tickets. But the real culprit here are carrier uh, surcharges, which are often referred to as uh, YQ. And in most instances, for lack of a better term, these are fake additional charges that airlines put onto award tickets, and most of that money goes to the airline as profit. Obviously, if you're redeeming a lot of miles for an award ticket, and then you need to pay a lot of money in extra carrier surcharges, the miles are not as valuable as they would be if you were going to redeem an award and pay very little in taxes and fees. Now, getting back to the sweet spots, and right now we're talking about redemptions, because you could also talk about sweet spots for earning, and I think we'll, do, we'll probably do that at a later date. One of the best earning, one of the best redeeming methods is to use flying blue miles for Delta award tickets in premium cabins, if you can find the availability. And there happens to be a sweet spot with that availability, at least I've. it seems to be that way to me, between Boston and London, and also between Philadelphia and London. And I would think this would be pretty relevant to a lot of people because people do enjoy going to Europe and starting off in London is a pretty good place to start, especially because you can get from London to a lot of other areas uh, using low-cost carriers or trains or other things like that, or maybe you'll just want a short holiday in London, which is relatively easy. Now, these Flying Blue Redemptions are 62,500 miles, and the nice thing about Flying Blue is you can transfer a number of airline currencies into into Flying Blue, such as uh, American Express membership rewards. And you can often find availability from some of these East Coast cities like Philadelphia, and Boston to London uh, for 62,500 miles plus relatively low taxes and fees of around uh, 25 euro. And in most cases, that would be what would be considered a very uh, decent redemption because A, it's in a premium cabin, and B, it has very low taxes and fees. How you value that redemption depends a little bit on you. 
Some people will look at the one-way business class fare and say, I'm using 62,000 miles plus $25 in taxes for an $8,000 ticket. I don't think that's completely accurate because uh, you wouldn't regularly pay $8,000 for that ticket. But you should you could probably come up with some basis based on what a economy class ticket would be. And even though it's a rather short flight, it still is an overnight flight and being in business class is really nice and obviously is only approachable for most people by using miles and points. Now, a similar situation can happen with hotel points because in many instances, hotel points are set by category. So a specific category will cost a certain number of points, but you have to be very careful at looking at what the what the redemption rate is really worth. Because if you're going to redeem 45,000 Marriott points for what I believe would be like a category nine, and that hotel room is averaging between $700 and $800, I would call that a pretty good redemption. But on the other end of it, I've seen many 40,000 point type redemptions where the hotel revenue rate is only around $130, $140. So that would not be considered a good redemption rate. One of the when the nice things about the whole travel or miles game is that you're dealing with award charts. And as long as you're dealing with award charts, there will always be sweet spots because it's not like the currency uh, per se translates in most instances points to a specific dollar amount. And this is absolutely in your advantage, but it's a matter of finding the availability and the situations where you can use the least number of points for the highest value redemption. And that's really the big point is finding the highest value redemption, maximizing the use of your uh, points. As I've probably mentioned a number of times, you have to consider points as a tool. Just one of the, one of the tools that you have in your travel arsenal and you can and you have to become realistic about the fact that you're not always going to be able to use those points but it's going to be something you consider for a vacation so in some instances you might find a really good hotel redemption but it just makes sense to buy the airline ticket because the round trip airline fare is $275 and the availability for frequent flyer tickets using your airline miles is not very good so as long as you go into it like that and set your expectations that way, using points can be really just a really valuable tool and will let you often stay or fly in a method that would be more more it would be much more expensive if you weren't using the points. So that's that's really the you know, that's really the thing that I want people to uh think about. Now, I did promise that I was going to get to the TWA story, but I'm trying to keep to uh, my under nine minutes, so I will do that in the next episode. But but just just keep thinking about how you're going to use your points and your miles, and what types of redemptions make sense. So part of that part of that means that you're going to have to study the programs and understand you know how redemptions work and how many miles you need to use. For certain redemptions. And then you're also going to need to understand what how to value those things and 
what the airfare, the equivalent airfare would cost or the equivalent hotel stay. So if you if you start to look at all of that, it it really does. It makes a lot of sense. And I would say it takes a lot of the stress out of feeling you always have to use your miles and points. Uh, I think you should really start to think about the fact that they're there, but you are not always going to be able to use them. That doesn't make doesn't make the situation bad. And of course, it was easier to use them years ago. But it's still a very, very valuable tool as long as, uh, as long as your expectations are set properly. Thanks and have a wonderful day. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.